New NASDAQ 100 Volatility Index Futures, VOLQ. How Products Have Personalities. CME Group is set to launch the first ever water-based futures contract with NASDAQ. All this today and more on the Futures Radio Show podcast with Managing Director and Global Head of Equity Products and Alternative Investments at CME Group, Tim McCourt. Futures Radio Show is sponsored by CME Group. They are the world's leading and most diverse futures and options exchange. CME Group's markets help individuals and businesses around the world effectively manage risk. For access to free educational tools and resources for the active individual trader, please visit activetrader.cmegroup.com. For new show notifications, please subscribe to Futures Radio Show podcast on iTunes, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. This show is also sponsored by Trading Technologies, RJO Futures, and FTSE Russell. The Russell 2000 is a key benchmark for small cap U.S. stocks. Be sure to check out the E-mini Russell 2000 futures symbol, RTY, and micro E-mini Russell 2000 futures symbol, M2K. To learn more about FTSE Russell and their products, please visit FTSERussell.com. So we have two new products coming out in the coming months, one product coming out actually October 5th is VALQ. I'm really interested about this product. I know a lot of the traders were tweeting about this and talking about this uh, product. So we're probably going to start there today. But at the end, we definitely have to get into this water product that's going to be launched, the NQH2O. Uh, so we'll talk about that later as well. But let's start off with VALQ. Give us the details. Yeah, thanks, Anthony. And the team at CME Group and our partners over at NASDAQ are really excited about the upcoming launch of VOLQ Futures on October 5th. Uh, for those of you out there who may not necessarily know what VOLQ is, VOLQ is the underlying index that NASDAQ, our, our index partner, uh, maintains and publishes. And the VOLQ index it tracks the at-the-money focused approach to volatility measurement of implied volatility on the NASDAQ 100. Uh, the index itself is calculated based on the values of 32 uh, cash NASDAQ 100 index options, where they take the two nearest in the money and out of the money puts and calls for the next four weekly expirations, so 32 options, and they use those to determine the implied volatility level of a precisely at-the-money option with 30 days to go uh, to expiration. Uh, so what this does is this index is a measure of an at-the-money vol uh, of the NASDAQ 100 index. CME Group, uh, we are then introducing futures on this index on October 5th. The index itself has been around uh, just for about two years, launched in October of 2018. And VOLQ futures, therefore, estimate the implied volatility of these at-the-money options with 30 days to go uh, in terms of trading futures on it. Just like other futures products, the future is based on this index. And at any given time, the futures or the tr resultant trade prices of the futures will reflect an estimate of the forward volatility of the NASDAQ 100, which is the expected volatility of the index for a 30-day period that starts with the futures expiration date. Uh, so very, very similar uh, uh, construct and concept in terms of how the futures works at CME. It's cash settled based on the VOLQ index. 
Uh, but the things to really remember about the Vol Q index is it is a at the money approach to volatility, which we've gotten great feedback from the marketplace on. Is this Vol Q basically like the NASDAQ VIX? That's a question we've certainly been getting from market participants and customers. And Vol Q is different than the VIX. I think two things uh, really stand out. One is it tracks a different index. As everyone knows, the VIX tracks the S&P 500 index and VOLQ will track the NASDAQ 100 index. So when we look at that, I think particularly in the backdrop of 2020, the price difference or the price performance difference of S&P 500 and NASDAQ 100 has been quite stark at times this year. Uh, You know, at one point, the NASDAQ outperforming the S&P 500 by more than 20, 25% for the year. As such, and because of the different concentration of some of the stocks towards the top of those indices, if we think about the NASDAQ story stocks, there's a different underlying performance profile and therefore a different underlying volatility profile of those names and of that index. So this is not an either or decision between trading VIX and trading volatility. They can be traded alongside each other. They're complementary. Uh, they can be spread against each other. If that's what you want to do. Uh, so there's lots of ways to use both. Uh, or if you love the NASDAQ over S&P, yeah, you can just trade the volume, right? Uh, so, so great to see there in terms of just it's a different way to trade volatility on a different index. Uh, the methodology is the second point, actually slightly different. So as we talked about, the volume is an at-the-money approach to measuring implied volatility. It uses those 32 index options on NDX. There will always be 32 index options. The only change to which options are included is just a function of where is that at the money? Uh, What is the index price doing? Uh, Because the first two in the money and out of the money puts and calls is a relative location to at the money. So as the index moves, at the money moves, and then which 32 options included uh, will will adjust. Uh, But it isn't at the money. Uh, when you look at VIX, it's more, that is a uh, variance-based approach to measuring volatility. It does not measure the at-the-money uh, implied volatility. I think on average, it probably is more representative of the, I think, the 30 delta puts. So when we look at it, when we think about how the index is moving, what is the at-the-money observation, and how, Anthony, we kind of always speak about how the market is moving, Naturally, we're already talking about the at-the-money approach, about what the index is doing. So this more closely aligns with how the market thinks about volatility, and very exciting to then overlay this onto something as as exciting as the NASDAQ 100 index these days, uh, which is continuing to have record years in terms of, of trading volumes and in terms of the NASDAQ ecosystem. It only continues to grow here in 2020. Yeah, a couple of things. First off, the growth in the NASDAQ was the first thing that came to my mind. We talked about how much the micros are trading now, the NASDAQ micros. I know that even myself, I've talked to you about this a bunch of times before. I am not somebody who really day trades the NASDAQ. I have now been swing trading using the NASDAQ micros. And I know a lot of other people that have come to uh, the NASDAQ micros. It's just a product that's just talked about a lot. So I could see how... The growth in NASDAQ products is getting new things like this. And the next thing I want to talk about is who comes up with this, right? I mean, because I'm thinking about this product right now that you're that this VolQ product and I'm thinking, okay, how does this evolve? How, how does this even come to be a product? 
That's a great question. Um, you know, and certainly we, you know, we we've, we've talked about the Nasdaq before, and the Nasdaq remains uh, a great product at CME Group, both in terms of the e-mini varietals as well as the you know the micros that everyone has grown to to love on the Nasdaq, including yourself, having a great year with the micros trading. You know, almost about six hundred thousand contracts per day. It's crazy uh, here in uh, two thousand and twenty. I actually think we're up to uh, almost six hundred and fifty thousand. Right when we look through, uh, you know, since, you know, today's the last yep. trading day in September, so we're about six hundred and fifty thousand so far for the year through today, uh, which is great. Uh, so when we look at how do we come up with products or how do we look to kind of extend the product offering around the Nasdaq one hundred, this really is a testament to our great partnership with Nasdaq. Uh, CME and NASDAQ have a long-standing relationship that goes back to the 1990s. The, the NASDAQ used to be traded in the pits, and then the e-mini NASDAQ, and now the micro NASDAQ. Uh, and we renewed our partnership back in 2018 for the long term. Uh, and this is bulk two has been one of the projects that we've been working on with them uh, since shortly after that renewal. It's something they've been excited about. So it's really the result of collaboration with our index partners, but then at CME Group, you know, our secret sauce that we always like to go to is customer validation. So we take this idea, we validate it with customers, we validate it with the marketplace. Uh, we really look for demand-driven innovation that clearly solves a well-articulated risk management need or trading opportunity in the marketplace. And VolQ certainly ticks all that boxes. Uh, and us just kind of working the process at CME Group with our, our friends over at NASDAQ is really what uh, led to the innovation around Vault Cube. Uh, launching on October 5th, we're very excited about it. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but I think what one thing, and I think even you've heard some stuff from your listeners and your viewers out there, there seems to be a lot of interest in the NASDAQ. People are excited about trading volatility around it. Uh, and now they can do it in a futures contract, which is great. You know, it's a linear product. Uh, that gives you exposure to volatility, but you don't necessarily have to deal with some of the other nuances associated with trading options, including managing your delta, managing your vega, managing the resulting gamma of your position. This is just if you think volatility is going to go up, you can buy the future, it's going to go down, you can sell the future, and it works like every other future in the system. Yeah, I think it's it's a great idea. And right now the NASDAQ is hot, like we talked about. I mean, it's just it's just a hot market, you know. Right now, it's it's the market that if you're trading the indices, it's pretty much something that I don't care if you're trading the Russell, the Dow, or the S and P, you're always at least looking at the Nasdaq. So I could see a lot of people definitely being interested in trading uh, VALQ. And I have a question for you, Tim, because you are—I mean, you've <laughs> you and your team have put together some unbelievable. Uh, products uh, over your tenure at CME. And this is just another new product that I think is going to do really well. But this product specifically is interesting to me because it's not something that, it's not a product that you, I think that anybody would think even becomes a future, right? Because of how it's structured. I'm curious, is this type of product something we're going to see more of? Maybe even something like this for a Bitcoin or, or other products? It's tough to say exactly what the next product innovation might be for the team. But as you point out, we've certainly been cranking out lots of great innovation and products uh, that have not only been fun to work on, but also been uh, you know successful in terms of their adoption. And it's always great to see the market embrace uh, the use case that you set out and really start to use your products to increase their trading, their hedging, their risk management. Uh, it's all great to see. 
Uh, but I think you bring up a good point. When we look at VolQ, uh, this is our kind of first volatility product for equities at Senior Group. Uh, certainly excited to introduce it in the backdrop of the, the great year that NASDAQ is having in terms of a trading volume as well as uh, relative importance in the, in the broader global equity index ecosystem. Uh, but it's still a challenge to introduce new products. So that's why when the way we're introducing it is it's a financially settled contract on a trusted robust index. Uh, that NASDAQ is publishing and is the administrator for. And then what we're doing on the future side is we're offering three monthly contracts. So when we launch October 5th, you'll have the October, November, and December contract. We're only putting three contracts out there to start. You can trade calendar spreads against them. You can trade outright. Uh, it will be block trade eligible if people want. Because building the market, uh, even if there's enthusiasm, is always a challenge. So we always have to make sure we're continually listening, evolving, uh, so hard to say uh, if the vault queue is successful, which I think it will be, but we'll, we'll find out next week uh, and in the coming weeks and months. Uh, hard to say if that exact recipe or blueprint would work for other equity index or other products at CME Group. Uh, but like with any, everything that we do, if this works and there's clear demand for the expansion of this approach to, to other products, uh, we're certainly all ears at CME and, and just encourage folks to continue reaching out to yourself, to us at the exchange, uh, because as you point out, we've, we've, we've rolled out a lot of stuff, uh, and, I'm, and I'm always on the lookout for new and exciting ideas to keep the momentum going. Yeah, I mean, I, I just look at this as a non-traditional, if you want to call it that, product where, I mean, obviously you guys introduced Bitcoin futures, you've introduced the micros. Like those, I think everybody, you know, those are what I would call traditional products where you would just look at it and go, okay, I could see how there's a future. This is very different. And like you said, it's the first time CME, correct me if I'm wrong, you said is doing a vol index, right? Is that right? Uh, cr yeah. For, it's the first uh, contract for equity volatility. Equity volatility. Uh, CME yeah. group. Correct. And, and I think, yeah, it, it is unique. Um, and I think it's because it's always interesting when you're introducing volatility uh, products and constructs to folks because you're really introducing a linear product of a future on something that has nonlinear underlying being options. Uh, so that's certainly a unique and, and nuanced feature that folks should be uh, aware of. We have lots of great education at the exchange on how this product works. You know, you can go to our, our active trader website, you can go to our cmegroup.com website. We have the CME Institute pages, all the educational models where, you know, as you know, we're all about people being educated about our markets and learning more and new ways to trade and be more effective in managing risk. Uh, and this is, you know, that's the, what you have to do with new innovations. You have to make sure you're educated and how they work and understand how they work. Uh, and it's a lot of fun, but I think, you know, one of the, one of the things is that in terms of it uh, being a non-traditional product, that's also another great thing about CME is even if the underlying, whether it be VolQ or something like Bitcoin, uh, the underlying itself may have unique nuances and may be a different market, but in terms of how it works in your account or how it works at your broker or your FCM, this is a financially settled contract. It plugs and plays the same way. You can bring up the, bring up the symbol as long as you're permission for the product uh, and trade it the same way you would. So I think that's, that's the beauty of CME Group's distribution as well, is even when something is new and innovative, Functionally, it works the same as all of our other equity index contracts. Exactly. Uh, so there's a degree of familiarity that makes it much more approachable and easy to understand. Yeah, I mean, with all of the people trading NASDAQ, E-minis, and micros, this is something that I know I'm going to be putting up 
on my dome right away just to look at it and you know like i said eventually probably look to trading it we'll see how it is and that's what's one thing about products it's it's always so interesting it's like okay i I, you guys introduce the new products and for me initially i'm always watching them to see and and i build really a relationship with them because it's like you don't really know how it's gonna trade when it's launched right i mean especially a product like this i mean every product that that I trade, I think has a personality. And I'm just wondering how that, how maybe your thought process process is on this, where you're, you have this product and then you, you think about, well, how's it going to trade? How big are the ranges going to be? How do you actually think about that? Do you actually think about it? I'm sure you do. And then also, where does this start off with a price? How are you pricing this? That's a good question. You know, I think when we look at, I think you actually bring up a few good things. I think the one thing to mention around VolQ is that uh, even if you're not necessarily ready to, to jump in day one, uh, what you brought up is just even having it as a piece of information, uh, using the futures contract to determine uh, what the, the market's expectation is around the implied volatility level of the NASDAQ 100 is a very useful and informative piece Yes. of information to be displayed and to synthesize into your other trading decisions. You know, yep. uh, you can look at how is volatility changing and what does that potentially mean for the speed of price changes uh, maybe in my micro NASDAQ futures positions or my micro NASDAQ options positions themselves. So certainly a, a useful tool in the utility it can provide. Uh, and then in terms of, of pricing, you know, that's something that we'll have to kind of wait and see. Uh, As you know, we don't necessarily set the prices at the exchange. Uh, We'll have to see where the bids and offers get posted by all the great participants out there. Uh, But we expect there to be a term structure for sure, like most futures contracts. And then when we look at the index level, uh, that will be informative. Uh, But the good thing about, uh, from my perspective, the good thing about the volatility-based indices is they're based on tradable cash index options that are also significantly robust and liquid uh, these are based on the NDX options that trade on the Philex uh, as part of the NASDAQ cash markets. Uh, they use prices from Philex, ISE, and GEMEX. Uh, so there's real market transaction information that's going into the index. And you can look further out those option curves themselves to see, well, what is the implied volatility being priced in further out the curve? And we do expect that to be kind of synthesized and pulled forward into the futures pricings as well. Uh, so hard to say exactly where folks are modeling it these days, but I would expect they would look at those things uh, as well as other types of volatility products in the market to assign or ascribe a term structure over the first three months of futures contracts. Uh, but it'll be exciting to watch. Right? We think you know, building this on an index is already built upon a very robust center of price discovery and NDX options uh, should make that a, a much more transparent and efficient process for people to find out what that term structure of volatility futures is. Traders, we're going to pause for 30 seconds and we'll be right back. A question I constantly get is what platform do I use to trade futures? Well, I use TT. They are the world's fastest commercially available futures trading platform. Learn more at tryttnow.com. RJO is a long-standing brokerage firm with personal broker relationships to help you learn and trade futures. To learn more, please visit rjofutures.com. Yeah, this is really cool and and it's exciting because this market is not like an IPO. Like you said, you're not pricing it. And really it's going to be dependent on really kind of the day that's happening in the NASDAQ. If the NASDAQ's having a really busy day, the pricing could be 
very different as if it was having a very quiet and slow range day because this is a vol product. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think that, that, that's something too. And the fact that it's also forward looking, right? Um, so I think that's the point that we talked about earlier is when, if we think about this, where uh, if we look, for example, at the November VolQ future, right, which will expire on November 18th, uh, what that futures contract is representing when you trade it is it's not only pulling into kind of what's going on in the market today, but when that future contract expires, and settles on November 18th, it's going to settle to what the market expects the volatility to do on a forward basis between November 18th and December 18th, which is that third serial Friday in December. So you're also getting that kind of information and you're trading that expectation. So it's both in terms of your ability to trade around what's happening in the index right now, today, which will always kind of be priced in. But what is the market telling you it's going, it's going to happen or what they expect to happen 30 days in the future uh, in expiration? I think that's also a unique feature where you could have a relative, to your point, you could have a relatively kind of maybe calm market today, but maybe something's going out in the curve in the second or third contract month uh, that also presents opportunities and useful information to the marketplace. Yeah, and I want to actually move on and talk about another product that I think is going to be very interesting and cool. And actually, there was a lot of talk about this on Twitter last week, and I told everybody, I said, I'm going to be talking about this next week on the show with you, Tim, and that's water. And another product that I feel like for years I've been kind of anticipating a water futures product, and I was always kind of wondering how would that happen. I mean, like it, it's a commodity, right? But how does that even work, right? So you are actually in the process in Q4 with NQH2O, so you're creating water futures. Explain to us how that works. Yeah, this is another great project that we've worked on with our partners and friends over at NASDAQ, and the team's really excited about it. Uh, we announced a few weeks ago that in Q4 of 2020, CME Group will be introducing futures contract on the NASDAQ Vellus California Water Index, or NQH2O as it's known, which is some great marketing. I have to, I have to give folks you know, at NASDAQ credit. You know, NQ for NASDAQ, H2O for water. NQH2O, NASDAQ Water. It's an easy way to remember the index uh, that we're talking about. Uh, but when we look at the topic of water, you know, that's, as you said, that's not necessarily a new idea. It's been in the marketplace uh, for as long as I can remember. And certainly water scarcity is one of the biggest challenges, I believe, facing the 21st century. When we look at today, already about 2 billion people live in countries that are experiencing high water stress, if you look at some of those same reports, by the year 2025, which is not that far away, nearly two-thirds of the world's population could be facing water shortages. Uh, so as a result, there is a tremendous amount of interest in managing price or price risk as it relates to water. So the first thing that we've done with some other products is you take a great robust underlying index like NQH2O, which looks to aggregate land lease transactions in the state of California uh, for surface water and for the adjacent adjudicated water basins. And it, in NASDAQ works with its partners, Vellis and Westwater Research, to transpose those land lease transactions that give uh, participants of that market access or entitlement rights to surface water via that land lease. And it transcribes that into a price of 
what is one acre foot of water worth? So right now it's about $525 uh, per acre foot. Uh, now what's interesting, I'm an equity guy, so I'm sure a lot of listeners are like, what is an acre foot? Uh, it's actually the amount of water required to cover one acre of land in one foot of water. It's about 325,000 gallons. Uh, and to give you a good visual around that is if you think about an American football field, so an NFL football field, and you start on the end zone and go to the opposing 10-yard line, so 90 yards of a football field from sideline to sideline, if you fill that with one foot of water, that is what one acre foot or 325,000 gallons of water is approximately equal to. Uh, and our contract uh, is then has a 10-acre foot multiplier. Uh, so times that by 10 or cover that same part of the football field with 10 feet of water, and that's what our futures contract represents uh, in terms of the amount of water it is, it is tracking. Now, what's great about this contract is it's financially settled. Uh, we are not dealing in the physical delivery or the conveyance of water. This is just a financially settled futures contract that allows those participants, those hedgers, those natural users of water, agribusiness, public utilities, uh, urban centers, uh, municipalities that have water needs, they can use this futures contract to manage the price-related risk of water. Uh, this is not a physical contract. Uh, and we're super excited about introducing this contract in Q4 of this year. And we'll be introducing eight quarterly contracts that will settle to the index as well as the first two non-quarterly months. So 10 contracts in total uh, across a, basically a two-year time horizon. Uh, and that's NQH2O Futures at CME Group. It's just for California water, right? Uh, that's correct. So in terms of what the, in your, the underlying index tracks, it's the NASDAQ Vela's California Water Index. And in terms of the regions that it, it tracks, it's the groundwater access rights for the surface water in California, and then the Central Basin, the Chino Basin, the Main Basin, and the Mojave Basin in California, which is in the southern part of the state. Uh, and the prices are adjusted for market-specific factors, relating to each of these eligible markets and, and transactions. So even though the index is based on California, since this is a financially settled contract, uh, if you have water-related price risk or you use water as a, a cost of goods sold or an input into your manufacturing or commercial process, uh, you need not be in the California market to use this contract. Uh, some of the feedback we're getting from participants is California is by far the most dynamic and most active water market in the U.S., there's already about a $1.1 billion market for these type of land lease transactions per year, uh, as observed last year in 2019. So it's already a pretty good market uh, in terms of its, its participation. Futures should increase that participation, increase that transparency. So if you have water-related risk in other geographies of the U.S., uh, you still could use this contract because this is a first-of-its-kind futures contract in terms of your ability to trade a water futures contract on a regulated, centrally cleared exchange uh, at CME Group. So there certainly is, an, you could be using it in a proxy form for other markets or other geographies, but the index itself is tied to California, but you need not be in California to trade it. Kind of reminds me of Henry Hub. Am I wrong? Something like that? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I'm an equity guy. I mean, you know, I think, I think the maybe sort of remind you, I think the biggest difference though is um, it's on water. You know, I think it's, it's something that it's, 
it's a more nuanced market. It's, I think, much more nascent uh, in terms of its early days. We'll have to see how it goes from here. Yeah. But I think it's not just like Henry Hub or it's not just like an equity index. When we think about what CME Group does, right, we have a nearly 180-year history and track record of helping producers and end users uh, manage their commodities-related risks. Uh, whether it's related to food, energy, natural resources, such as metals, and financial products like rates, FX, and equities. Uh, so this is what we do. I mean, think about it. You know, as you know, we started off as a butter and egg exchange. Uh, and as products continue to grow and use cases continue to present themselves in the market, uh, this is what we do. We build markets that efficiently and transparently allow participants to manage and transfer risk. Uh, and this is just one of the next great underlying uh, products and assets that we're looking at. Yeah, I was just trying to compare it to something. I was thinking while you were explaining what it is, and really the only thing I could think of that's even comparable was Henry Hub. And like you said, it's it's unique to its own. And uh, going to be very interested to see how this product uh, trades and, and just everything about it. I think it's uh, it's just something really to look forward to. And Tim, I got to tell you, every time we talk, with these products, we've got unbelievable growth number one, in the futures industry this year. Uh, the products, some new products that one, as I mentioned today, products I never even really thought of to become futures, uh, like with that vowel and the way that that's structured, the vowel Q. Then you've got this water futures coming up. Uh, you know, it's it's a good time for, <laughs> for futures markets. It's a lot going on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, lots of great stuff. Uh, it's been a lot of fun for me and the team and our index partners to, to work on these products. Uh, you know, and, and the challenge is, is we always, you know, I think we've been on the show before and we've had conversations and, you know, this is a familiar cadence where like great product launch is successful. Uh, and then we're always like, well, what's next? And, we, you know, we're like, we're not sure that we always figure it out. And that's really because our customers and market participants are great. Uh, we have great relationships. Uh, with the industry. And I think it's really, this is the result of what happens when you work with customers, when you work with market participants, and we're eyes wide open, ears wide open, in terms of how can we help them trade better? How can we help them manage risk better? How can we develop innovative and much needed risk management solutions? Uh, And this is another great example. The other thing that I'm really proud of, and, and I'll share is when we look at some of the products that we're rolling out, uh, this year, whether it be the micro options, the growth of the micro futures, VolQ, the, the NASDAQ, the NQH20 water futures. I mean, this is a great year for our industry, as you say, lots of growth, lots of new products. But the fact that the team here at CME has been able to achieve this and accomplish this during the extended work from home environment that I we've all it. become accustomed to is amazing. You know, I mean, when you think about it, to be able to be able to pull this stuff off when everyone's working in different environments uh, really is a testament to not only the team at CME Group, but uh, a testament to all of our stakeholders and the market participants that we could have this level of dialogue and engagement during during this environment. Uh, it's really been wonderful to see. Oh, no doubt. You know, I work with a lot of different people at CME Group, and I got to say, they've just done an amazing job during COVID. Some of the hardest working people I know. Um, and what what really comes to mind for me this year is not only everything that we just talked about, the amazing amount of demand for futures. And I've been in this industry for for 25 years, and I cannot remember a time, and it's so great to see, 
where more and more people are talking about futures and more and more people trading futures. And with all of that growth is bringing new products and these products are really, they're getting off and running smoothly and with a lot of liquidity. It's just, it's just really something to see. It's just, it's, it's such an interesting time in, in our industry. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. It's been really wonderful to watch not only the growth this year, but also in previous years. Uh, and as you know, too, as a, as a, as a former trader, the, the, one of the things we do that great is not only educate the market and continue to make people aware of all the benefits of futures, but as you get new accounts and new users, whether they be active individual traders or institutions or new firms coming online, uh, having a diversified participant pool is certainly one of the key ingredients to success. Uh, you can't have the market all be the same way, so you need people with different natural risk profiles, different supply and demand functions, uh, and that's what we do. We bring all these people together so they can efficiently transfer and manage risk, uh, and the more people we have in the market, the more efficient that process can become. Yep. Well, Tim, always great to speak with you. Give everybody a Twitter handle where they can follow you on Twitter. And I know you're always great at answering all the questions that you get from people uh, or any other social media site that you want uh, to get people to reach out to you if they have questions. Yeah, always a great, great, great question for follow-up. A uh, few places to go. Always go to cmegroup.com uh, for, for educational resources. And here you can just do backslash VolQ, backslash water futures. So pretty straightforward. You can follow CME Group on Twitter at CME Group. You can also follow me at Tim McCourt CME on Twitter. Always happy to answer questions, uh, engage with customers, and keep those great product ideas coming uh, because, you know, the, li the list is coming to an end, and I need some new ideas for 2021, Anthony. <laughs> he, we say this every time we talk, and we talk all the time, <laughs> every year, and you keep coming up with new products. Kudos to you and your team. And everybody, I just recommend getting on the email list as well at CME Group because really this is how I learn about a lot of the new products, just like everybody else. Uh, you know, I get the emails saying, oh, this product's coming out, and of course, you know, um, and I read about them, and you guys do great videos. I think that uh, really important to get on the email list and and it's just way you could stay up to date with everything that's going on there absolutely tim it's a pleasure my friend thank you so much for joining me on futures radio show no it was great casting up anthony uh, glad you're doing well and always great to spend some time with you thank you thank you for listening to futures radio show if you enjoyed the show please leave a review on itunes you can listen to all of our episodes on futuresradioshow.com itunes youtube Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher.